0: Better than a cold beer. Better than world peace. Better than a great... (laughs) Okay, maybe not better than that last one, but better than everything else.
1: Are you ready for this? Go!
0: And your face entertainment with no apologies.
1: Rx Radio. Groove Cafe.
2: It is the Groove Cafe on Rx Radio and oh, I live for these conversations to learn what people are passionate about and of course to take a few good things from the conversation as well. Today I have an organizational psychologist by profession, a trained teacher, independent management consultant, author, boy child activist and sportsman. He is currently the project's coordinator at Touch One Reach All and supports the Human Resource Department at Rural Child Empowerment Forum. He's the author of the book titled Telecommuting and he joins me on the Groove Cafe today. Please welcome Mr. Boris Mugambe to the show. Hello.
0: Hello to our listeners. Uh, Good afternoon.
2: Mm -hmm. Good afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm okay. Thank you for joining me and Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year too and Happy New Year to all our listeners and Mm -hmm. viewers.
2: So uh, we were talking about 2022 just before we started. And I was saying a lot of people feel like they were so thankful to leave the year behind. How was it for you? Uh,
0: I must say that it's been a year full of mixed reactions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But most of the times I want to carry on with a positive vibe always and positive energy which mm-hmm. I spread to all the people
2: gratitude is a must yeah so
0: <laughs> uh, I won't draw so much on what has not gone right mm-hmm. Uh But I I just thank God that I've been able to achieve a few Mm -hmm. things. uh, So do you set
2: targets for yourself
0: every year? Yeah, every year I do set targets for my own self and Mm -hmm. also the people around me because at the end of it all, sometimes we can be dragged down by the people around ourselves. Good
2: point, good point. So you have to hold people up and hold them accountable. Accountable for what you do and what they do at the same time. Yes, for the vision, the group vision for everyone, right? Okay, so Boris, uh, where were you born?
0: Uh, Boris was born in, uh, the southwestern district of Rukunjiri. Okay. That's mm-hmm. in, uh, 1995. Okay. You can imagine I'm now a big man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then when did you come to Kampala?
0: So I came to Kampala when I was five years, uh, mm-hmm. together with my parents because okay. they were doing business this side. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, being a last born, I had to enjoy the privileges. Oh,
2: you're yeah. the
0: last born. So sure. everyone
2: fussed over you.
0: Everyone passed over me. Okay. Yeah, though uh, that has not really... There were some privileges by then, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, by the time you grow up, your parents are also growing up, so Mm -hmm. at some point you strain a bit.
2: Yes. But yeah, here I am. Okay. And where was school?
0: So I attended my school. Primary was... um, in uh still kunjira would go mm-hmm. then come back because they wanted me to understand our culture first and you can be important. able to move away. yes then uh came uh high school st kagwa in Bushane high school mm-hmm. very single school okay very very good <laughs> single school okay for four years mm-hmm. then i moved this side to uh Macare secondary school it's uh, in nasana okay so from there i joined uh college, mm. uh, it's called National Teachers College mm-hmm. it's in uh, the hills of Kigezi Cabaret District. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a sponsorship, so I had to go for it. And then after my two years, I had to find my way because I had already wanted to be a psychologist. Oh, wow. So, so I,
2: you trained as a teacher? Yeah, I trained you-
0: as a teacher, but mm-hmm. didn't go on to, to mm-hmm. teach. Okay. Yeah, so I had to find my way to my passion.
2: When did you realize you wanted to be a psychologist?
0: I think by the time I sat for my senior six, mm. I had much information about who a psychologist is and what they do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also I had realized the gap okay. uh, in our society. So I wanted to be among the team that is going to occupy that gap.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now you were a sportsman mm-hmm. in yeah, school. sportsman That's in well. school. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, A debater, mm-hmm. uh, a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I've carried on. Uh, until uh, into, now. Yeah, until now. <laughs> with so. a lot
2: of the roles that you've taken up. Oh, yeah. Are you still active in sports?
0: Yeah, uh, especially now that we have uh, weekends mm-hmm. uh, where you have to keep up with the guys, network with them. So mm-hmm. we always
2: meet up and play some
0: football Another game. games. football. Huh? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. All yeah. right. And a boy child activist. I'm so excited because... Over the last I would say last year, the last two years, we've yeah. been having a lot of conversations about how so many mentorship programs have been set up for girls. Yeah. And somewhere along the way there was a gap where a lot of boys fell behind. Yeah. Or just did not have that kind of targeted guidance that, you know, was being given to many girls. I mean, the gap is still there. We still have, unfortunately, teenage pregnancies and teen moms. That's still happening. But also, a lot of young boys are lost.
1: Yeah,
0: sure.
2: When did you see that there's a gap there? Um,
0: I identified this gap that was in 2015. Mm. Uh, I was volunteering with a women-led organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's in Nasana. It's called Girl Child Empowerment Forum. Yes. So part of what we were doing was to advocate and identify different vulnerable girls in different societies Mm -hmm. and communities. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then uh, as we were doing different stories because we would identify families and then document their different stories.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I realized that all was falling onto the side of the boy child. Okay. If if it's a family that is dominated by domestic violence, there is a man mm-hmm. who is the primary cause of that act. Yes. If uh, it's an early pregnancy for a girl, there is a boy who is responsible for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what we were doing was to speak about the particular action, but not focusing on. The primary agents of what is happening mm. so i i sat with uh, my boss then and i asked her if it was okay for us to create a project that was aiming at um, providing a space for the boys to talk about their issues but of course focusing on how we can support girls in their different challenges mm-hmm. if we are talking about early child pregnancies what's the role of the boy towards that challenge can we also include the boy in uh, speaking about it in trying to ask them what solutions, you know, can they provide. If we are talking about the girls not having safe spaces in different schools during their menstrual periods, can we talk to the boy? Can we let them know that they have a role to play in Mm. ensuring that the girl has a safe space wherever they are? So we we came into, uh, with that kind of perception, not to create this rift between the boy and the girl, but to see how we can bring the boy as we mentor them, we see how best they can also understand that these challenges that girls face, mm-hmm. they also have a stake in them. Mm-hmm. So that's where we, we began from. And uh, yeah, we carried that on that. That makes sense
2: because you can't have these conversations with only one sex. Yeah. You have to have them, both boys and girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. And
0: uh, the main inspiration was the fact that at the end of it all, this girl is going, of course, it's not mandatory, but the girl is this girl that you're mentoring. He's going to meet a boy somewhere, whether at work, whether, <laughs> whether <laughs> you know, in a family, yes. uh, whether at school. So at the end of it all, we realized that there was need for us to engage the boys mm-hmm. on issues that affect the girls and also those that affect them as well. Okay. Yeah.
2: At that point, were you also working as a community psychologist?
0: Uh, No, by then I'd started up my course at Macquarie. Okay. Uh, so I was uh, doing school at the same time. Okay.
2: So you're Back. working and studying and volunteering yeah, and at volunteering. the same time. Yeah. Okay. So you went to Macquarie to do psychology. Yeah, industrial and organizational psychology. Industrial and organizational psychology. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, that opening because you said even though you you finished your training as a teacher, yeah, you knew exactly what you wanted. How I did know. you go about that?
0: Um, I think it will also go to mentorship because, like I said, being a last born, mm-hmm. you have so many people that have done probably university and have conversations around what happens, mm-hmm. the different courses. Maybe you've been there when people are guiding them on what to do and and how to avoid this and that. So I had friends to my brothers who were psychologists. Mm. And by then, the course had just been established at the university. Okay. So I had them have conversations around, how are you going to manage this is a new course? Are you going to find spaces for you to do internship? Mm. I was very, very sharp. So I had to keep keen <laughs> on what they were talking about. Uh-huh. So the friend to my brother was explaining a lot it was inspirational because he had understood what he really wanted. He was talking mm-hmm. about how people were going to move away from challenges of poverty, you know, uh, low access to education and, and we're going to advance and get to challenges where parents are battling mental health, you know, youth are getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. So he, he was looking into the future and, and I looked at Myself and said, probably I can also be part of the solutions in the future.
2: And those are the conversations. And those are the conversations right now. Now. Mm -hmm. The challenges that we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that inspired me and uh, 2018, I had to enroll. Okay. Okay. So working and studying at the same time, that must have been quite challenging for you.
0: Yeah, quite challenging. But at the same time, I never saw myself being uh, a full-time student. Mm. Because I didn't have that much full support from the people around me. Maybe the parents by then they were growing up, mm-hmm. they had already grown up. So and and of course my brothers also had their own things. I never wanted to be this kind of a student who is always on, the, on their neck, you know, for mm-hmm. for the Always support. asking,
1: asking, yeah. <laughs>
0: So it was challenging, but I was enjoying it. And at the end of the day, I saw the difference between myself and those students who are full-time students
1: mm-hmm. in, in
0: terms of what we are contributing in class, how we are maneuvering on with life challenges, and how we are worried about life after school. At mm-hmm. least for me, I had really tested it. So, yeah, so
2: you already had a foothold in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So at that point, you know, you said you were volunteering. Yeah. and And I guess um, you started to see things, the areas that you're passionate about. Yeah. And then you started to see, okay, we need to have conversations with boys as well, mentor boys as well, because they are going to engage with these girls at some point. So apart from that, you know, because that I think was the beginning when you talked about, you know, suggesting that you also have these spaces for men to meet and speak. What has grown from that over time? Um, Okay,
0: from that point, that was a project that, uh,
2: of course, my my,
0: my boss was a very good one, very, very open minded. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she encouraged me, supported me and we had that project uh, get some funding. So we had it run for six months.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: after six months, of course, now that was done uh i was also looking out for other different opportunities because the brand was growing by then
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and that speaks into when you, you you're supposed to think about uh, living for you know bigger opportunities or other spaces mm-hmm. so then i teamed up with my colleague and we came up with a uh, registered a community-based organization okay which is touch one reach all
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that touch one reach all we realized we had different areas of interest and remember i had where i had already started from so i I looked for ways how i can incorporate mentorship for the boys Mm -hmm. into this space that we had created
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: we had to establish more like um, directorates where everyone has their area that they feel they can exploit very much better Mm -hmm. so under that cbo we have uh, a mentorship program Uh, mentorship directorate for the boys where we speak about issues uh, affecting the boys Mm
1: -hmm. how we
0: can support the culture Uh, we have awareness campaigns for them we host them in their different spaces talk about how they feel about different issues Mm -hmm. and so that that has made me to personally grow as a responsible person Mm -hmm. because as you are speaking to someone are things that you also need to first evaluate. Are you along the right way as you're speaking to this boy? If they decide to have you as their model, yeah, they're looking to is, you for
2: the guidance, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: I've uh, it's a space that has really uh, enabled me to also grow as a responsible boy child. Mm-hmm. I hope to be a responsible, you know, husband <laughs> and father, maybe. Yeah. So,
2: I like that you talked about, you know, the challenges and, yeah. uh, and the difficulties that are facing boys. You know, for the longest time. Society, and I think it's still going on. We mm. expect boys and men to be strong, sure, and to just solve whatever problems come along Mm. and, and to be, you know, the savior really at the end of the day. And then, you know, when you look at the religious, you know, roles that are defined, a man is supposed to be a provider, a protector, Mm. all these things, but nowhere in there is there, okay, there are moments when even, you know, the provider, the protector also needs someone to step up and help here and there. Mm -hmm. So what are some of these challenges, these problems that you've really come across for young men and boys? I must say that
0: we are very fortunate here in uh, urban centers. Let's talk about Kampara and, and the metropolitan uh, uh, centers, but mm. it's it, it's way too much when you cross to the different rural areas. Okay. Because at least if in a day around town, you would hear people talk about you know, the boy child activism and girl child. These, these conversations always shape our different days in our different uh, uh, corners. Mm-hmm. But... Now that we have been interacting with rural communities, mm. it's way too much. Okay. Um, in a way that there are specific myths that are really hard to break, especially with a boy child. Okay. You get into a community where they tell you some of the boys are forced actually to get married mm. at a certain age.
2: At an early age.
0: And they don't have a say about it. The communities have accepted that. That's our norm.
2: Thank so you. that's No the
0: challenge. one talks about that. No one that. talks about that. Mm-hmm. Every time we're talking about early child marriages, we are talking about the girls, which is okay and it's realistically fine. Mm-hmm. But when you get into these communities and you see how boys are harassed, mm-hmm. they are forced to run away from their families just because... Don't want to get into those kind of marriages. Mm, so they don't want to have
2: children. That's the so change. Change
0: number one, you know, breaking yeah. those myths that are engraved in the people who are much older than you, because you you have a community that you're talking to. Some of them are, are, are more like your fathers, they're more like your grandfathers, and you want them to to stop a particular habit. Mm. So that's change number one. And two, also, I think we have not had so many people create these safe spaces for the boy child okay because every time there are conversations around these same issues it's they are centered around girls the speakers are female uh, the whole composition of the teams is, 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 <laughs> is you know she dominated and and you find that the boys now have looked at it as as um, a discrimination kind of gesture to them, of course, to their own interpretation, mm-hmm. which we try to rectify and say, you know what, it's not about discrimination, but maybe it's because it's not been uh, so much raised and people don't know about some of these issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So also, um, that is a, a challenge uh, that we have faced with them. Um, and then, you know, like you said, we have been raised to think that a man has to be strong. A man is a warrior. So even when you have create for them, they are safe spaces mm. they take long to open up <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, but we have been assisted because uh, my team are, is, is composed of psychologists so mm. at least they are patient with them they know how males behave they know the different personalities so at the end of it all it takes long but they do open up uh, which is not the case with the girls because once you create a safe space for the girl, it's always uh, uh, at least automatically Yes. Blah,
1: blah, 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 blah.
2: Yeah, so
0: the, <laughs> those are the main outstanding challenges that we have really faced okay. with, with the boys, but we are not giving up.
2: So yeah, that's a good one. I mean, community expectations of a young man, even yeah. before you've established yourself, even yeah. before you know where you're going in life, you're expected to have a responsibility of a family and we forget that because yeah. maybe our parents' generation by 18, 19, they're already setting up families. Mm. Families that can't work in the world today can't work. Okay, all right. Well, I think these conversations need to keep being had, and especially for female. And I know this one is a tricky (laughs) one when you have the female spaces, and then they put a man up on the panel. Women get annoyed, but I'm like, we live together, we work together, we exist together. We have to work, you know, find solutions I th- together. I think I have
0: uh, a case that we had during our community engagements. There's a time we were teaching the boys how to make sanitary pads. Mm-hmm. And uh, we brought, the uh, team was composed of the girls. And when the boys saw the the guy they were asking why are we having a guy yet you said you're creating our space we're supposed to talk as men oh. and ask them you know <laughs> th- these are the primary beneficiaries they are the people at the end of it all who will um have to use these things they they know them much better than we do mm. uh you would feel like it, it's not good to have the men you know in the spaces for the girls, and it's mm-hmm. really cool to have the girls in the spaces <laughs> for the men. But, but but I'm happy that those that we have had for some time, because our programs are organized in a way that we have them for a specific period of time. Mm. We don't just have a one-off and they go. Yeah, we so they them. can
2: have their sessions oh, yeah. alone and then alone. they have a sessions together And as we well. do
0: it consistently because most of the uh, the boys we deal with are now in school. So mm-hmm. we have specific programs from their primary uh, to secondary, to those at the university and are Ooh. willing to be part of the space. So you find that someone has been uh, there for some time and so now they are very, very free with that wow. arrangement.
2: Okay, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. How can someone find out more about the work you do?
0: Uh, we have our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's touch one org. That's so, one, reachal.org. Reach okay. So when you go there, you see different uh, uh, areas that we focus on. Mm-hmm. And you also see how we can be really part of our, our arrangements. Okay. Uh, for the boys, also for other community engagements.
2: Okay. yeah. So tell me about your book, mm, Telecommuting. Oof. Yeah. This is a way from, <laughs> from <laughs> these kind of <laughs> programs. Very different. Fortunately,
0: Is in the same because, like I said, I did industrial and organizational psychology. Okay, Mm -hmm. so industrial and organizational psychologists support the human resource department Mm -hmm. basically with research, Uh, they do support them. uh, in uh, identifying different behavioral um, variations among the people at work, mm-hmm. they also support them to create safe working spaces in terms of the policies, in terms of um, mm, the okay. physical setup of the
1: place. I
2: understand. And, and I
0: must confess <laughs> to the listeners that we, we have a very cool space here, Tara X. <laughs> I've already <laughs> well, thank done. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So that's what we basically do. Now that uh, it was the course that I did, I also never wanted to run away from it because I had spent three years, you know, getting this exposure, knowledge and understanding. So it came at the very full timing when we were faced with a pandemic, which mm-hmm. hit the entire globe and found everyone off guard, a everyone off guard. Yes. So I sat back. Remember, we had time. We had the internet uh, and we were praying around with those. Two things. What mm-hmm. can I do with my time? What can I do with my internet? Mm-hmm. We did TikTok. We did what? And, and we reached <laughs> at a point where it was now done. Mm-hmm. So I realized the world needed solutions. Everyone was complaining. You would turn on this television station radio. Everyone is saying the pandemic, the pandemic. But we had very few characters that were think about uh, solutions
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I never wanted to be part of the team that was already complaining. I wanted to be part of a team that can also contribute. Solutions, right?
2: -hmm. So I
0: looked at around uh, what I had, which was time and the internet. Time for me to research Mm -hmm. and also internet as a resource. So I had read about it previously and I knew about the statistics. But I was always questioning myself, why is this not in Africa? Why is this not in our and Setup? whereby you can go at the workplace seek for a position you start work but you work in your own space mm-hmm. as long as you're performing because for me i believe work is about what you you do the yes, results it's about have, you your know productivity in, yeah, productivity so that's how it came about mm-hmm. i did research in just like one year because uh, that was 2020 mm-hmm. crossed in 2021 I uh, had to re- seek out for other different mentors who had to review and guide me here and there and 2021 around july is when it was really out
2: okay and uh so basically you're pushing for like remote yeah like, i'm flexible. pushing for
0: uh, flexible work spaces mm-hmm. that can allow people to of course for some of those positions where people can sit back at their spaces and they do work at mm-hmm. the end of it all you need people to perform and i've seen that also I think it's something that we had not paid attention to, but not everyone who comes to work really does what they're expected
1: to
2: do. <laughs> yes. So
0: you have someone come in at they 8, after 5.
2: They tea at they 10. They have
0: two at 10. Remember our traffic. Someone mm-hmm. has spent 30 minutes along the way. They reach, they have to prepare tea, this and that. Mm-hmm. Have a lunch break. They have to also think about when they're going back home. But when in actual sense, someone can sit back, have four productive hours, mm-hmm. and then do their own stuff. But most importantly, the fact that we are moving away from the primary traditional challenges that we think about. Now, people are struggling to hit the work-life balance, Mm -hmm. something very, very, very important. And it has sent many into depression, into uh, uncertainty in their careers. So I am advocating for space-flexible workspaces Mm -hmm from the physical setup also to the policies that we have Mm
2: -hmm. even to sometimes hours i mean i know some people who are very productive in the evenings yeah that's when they're most productive productive. and yet the traditional you know working hours are like morning and (laughs) then they're just like between 6 p.m and midnight they will put in six solid hours so yeah uh, we have a long way to go and it really is about the human resource.
0: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. we still have a long way to go, but I'm very happy that um, the pandemic in one way or the other uh, made us to think otherwise. And, mm-hmm. and so to the people that have been approaching uh, to have these conversations with, maybe allow us to have trainings, support them on how they can draft flexible policies and mm-hmm. then we support them till when they are there. We have had very open-minded that have allowed us to do that. Okay. Though to some others, it's still like a dream. It's still like uh, mm. this can't work. Still, like, some
2: employers, if they're not looking at you, yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 not feel working. you're not working.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so we also try to speak to those ones because we know at the end of it, day, if you want to create change, you mm-hmm. must have room for for and patience so absolutely yeah, so thinking, how can so,
2: we get a hold of your book
0: um i'm right now trying to have it online mm-hmm. uh, but the process is not yet uh, fully done mm-hmm. so right now you can hit me up that whatsapp message okay. that, that facebook message that can really uh, have you get that book mm-hmm. i have also my socials Mugambi boris everywhere mugambe twitter, boris on all yeah, socials twitter is boris 95
2: Boris95, okay. And you're on LinkedIn as well? Yeah,
0: LinkedIn as well. Okay. Glambe Boris.
2: Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for sharing a bit of your experience and what you're passionate about. Um, I think I'll ask, again, I'm still fascinated when you talk about, you know, being a boy-child activist. Yeah. How we, all of us in community, families, workplaces, how can we also do our part
0: to support more well that's a very very interesting question for all of us uh what i can really say about that is one we need to have these conversations right away from our families mm-hmm. at whatever stage you don't need to wait for when this boy has grown up you okay. need to have these conversations right away from the start uh and also our actions in our different families uh, i remember there's a time when our parents would gift us differently but mm. we the no reasons why they are gifting us whatever they are gifting us. Mm. So going forward, if you want someone to grow up, especially with the 21st kind of kids that we have, mm-hmm. you must be very intentional in whatever action you take. Whether okay. it's a gift at home, whether it's a statement at home, whether it's in how you give these people attention, you really have to be very, very intentional. Because mm-hmm. whatever someone sees at their younger age is what is going to form their entire perception of, of are yes. when they grow up. So I think we have a role to pray as brothers, as sisters, as mothers and fathers, aunties and uncles, first in our families. Mm, in the family unit yeah. to begin. Then mm-hmm. then as we grow, we need to be very, very open. I am challenged that our setup, our culture here doesn't allow some conversations to take place in our homes or in our communities or by our own selves maybe mm-hmm. your parent does not sit you down and tell you, you know what you're growing up you're going to meet a girlfriend you're going to this is how you sh- what you should expect and mm-hmm. you know that kind of a uh, reserved culture has made most of us to uh, learn along the way yes. uh, you know fall into yeah. things that we yeah. would have avoided mm-hmm. so i think it's, it's also on us to open up uh, understand that the world is really transforming and so basically we can Stay with our culture, but also incorporating with some of these contemporary ways of raising children.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Boris, thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much.
1: Groove Cafe.